You are listening to The 1% Christian, the daily Bible study where we get together for 1% of our day, we study God's Word, and then we head out to the remaining 99% to do something amazing with this life that God's given us. I am Pastor J.D. Ambrosio with Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park, New York. I invite you to check us out at soh.church. While you're there, download our mobile app. We've got an awesome app that's got a digital Bible, an awesome online community that you can be a part of, as well as all of our teachings. And if you are listening anywhere where you get your podcasts, like, share, subscribe, turn on your notifications, leave a five-star review with a nice message because we want this to get in front of more people. Okay, we are studying through the parables of Jesus. We're in Matthew chapter 13, and we're coming out of chapter 12, where we know Jesus catches a lot of persecution, and we realize the kingdom message is not always the most popular message. So what are some popular messages? How to get money, how to build wealth, how to gain stature, earthly clout. What about this one? Have God destroy your enemies, right? We love to hear messages like that because we want God to be like us, okay? Pharisees, the religious leaders of the time, they wanted Jesus to be a warrior Messiah that came like a King David, a political leader that would help destroy their enemies. Uh, Another one, a free pass from struggle. We all love that message as well. Well, this, this, things are not what Jesus was teaching. Jesus taught things like love your neighbor as yourself. Bless those that persecute you. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. God's power is greater than your traditions or the traditions of men. These are not things that humans typically want to hear because we like to have things our way and we like all the benefits uh, without any of the work. Meanwhile, Jesus said that you would have tribulation in this world. He told them that, and it can apply to us. There will be challenges that we face, but what? He says, be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. Jesus laid out everything that needed to be laid out and it is finished. But we have to walk through some of the challenges that exist on this planet, holding tight to the finished work of Christ. Amen? So we are going to read these parables. And again, Jesus taught in parables because they were stories that were relatable. They were easy to remember. He used examples that they would understand, real-life scenarios, like the one we're going to go through today a little more in depth. But he also taught in parables because... There were a lot of people in the crowd that were not there for the right intentions, right? They were not really listening to what Jesus had to say, and they certainly weren't watching what he was doing because they would have seen uh, him healing lepers. They would have seen him raising the dead, and they would have changed their heart, but they had no interest in doing that. They never really received his word, which is a big part of what we're going to look at today, okay? So we're going to go through these parables, and we are going to look at first the audience relevance. How would the audience receive this? What was the original context? How did it affect the covenant, right? Because we know all of this is about the coming transition or the transition that they were in from the old covenant to the new covenant. 
Jesus is also teaching them how to operate in the kingdom of God. So we're going to look at the covenantal ramifications, the eschatological, right? The study of the end of the age relevance, right? So we're going to look at maybe what they were going through or about to go through that's being kind of prophesied here through the parables. And then everybody's favorite, we're going to talk about the kingdom application. Okay, and this is a universal, let's call it the universal kingdom application, which is the principle that exists in the kingdom, which is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we can absolutely apply it to how we live our life. Amen. Awesome. So again, we are going to be in the parable of the sower. Uh, If you have your Bibles with you, open up to Matthew chapter 13. We're going to go back to uh, chapter, I'm sorry, verse one here. Uh, and let's get moving along. I will start with verse three. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Behold, the sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some of the seeds fell beside the road. And the birds came and ate them up. The others fell on the rocky places where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up immediately because they had no depth of soil. But after the sun rose, they were scorched because they had no root and they withered away. Verse 7, others fell among the thorns and the thorns came up and choked them out. But others fell on good soil and yielded a crop, some a hundred, some sixty, and some thirty times as much. The one who has ears, let him hear. Okay, so that's where we really focused on the other day, right? The, the, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. Okay. Because we had the group of people, particularly the Pharisees that, that could not hear what Jesus was saying. Okay. And Jesus is not obviously talking about the physical ears aspect. He's talking about those who are sensitive to the word that was being released. And in this particular parable, right? The sower sows the seed and it's not necessarily about the seed. And if you think about it from a gardening perspective, the seed is normally, normally has everything that it needs. It's about the condition of the soil. And we find four types of soil in this parable that we could relate to our life and we could see where it would impact them there as well. And that was soil that was by the wayside, right? Think of all the places that the seeds fell by the wayside, by the stony places, among the thorns, and then ultimately the good soil. But if you're not quite getting it yet, don't beat yourself up. The disciples didn't quite get it yet either. And actually, they asked Jesus, we're going to skip ahead here um, to verse 17. And Jesus describes it, says, Then listen to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the the seed sown along the path or on the road. Okay, The seed falling on the rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, 
they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling amongst the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of the wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on the good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. So you're probably getting a sense of these types of soil. And why does the soil matter anyway? Well, again, the seed usually has everything, but the soil offers the seed many things, uh, such as uh, nutrient supply, such as aeration, the ability for air to get to the roots, support. You can go down, there's a whole list. And I love how seeds are often used to describe the kingdom of God because inside every seed is an infinite harvest, right? Every seed, let's talk about trees. Every seed becomes a tree. Trees produce seeds, which become more trees. And if you think about it, this is a really cool thing to do. Go out, put your hand on a tree, and realize that that tree came from a seed that came from a tree that came from a seed that came from a tree that came from a seed that came from a tree that came from the seed all the way back to when God said, let there be trees, right? That is very, very cool if you ask me. Okay. So we're going to basically over the next couple of days, we're going to take this one parable. We're going to break it down a little bit because we can apply this in many ways. First, we have to apply it the way the original audience would have received it with the way Jesus meant it. And that is this first part. We're going to talk about the seed that falls by the wayside or the seed that falls on the path or the seed that falls on the road where the people walk. And Jesus says, listen to what this parable means. Anyone hears the message about the kingdom and doesn't understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown into his heart, sown in their heart. The seed, this is the seed sown along the path. Okay. So if you imagine, this is ground that is hardened. And there's a term in scripture called a hardened heart, right? Pharaoh had a hardened heart. Um, we are warned not to harden our hearts, right? What is the hardened heart, okay? It's ground that cannot receive the word. So imagine a seed dropping to the ground and just bouncing and not being able to take root, and if it's not able to take root at all, it has no chance to grow. Now, in the immediate context, we know the Pharisees had their hearts hardened toward Jesus, didn't want anything to do with the words that he was releasing at all. So this is a word that never gets a chance. And if you imagine the imagery here, the seed falls on the road and it's there and it's laid bare, and it has no way of being protected, no way of being preserved, no way of being uh, you know, cultivated in any way, shape, or form. And what happens is, the imagery here is that the birds of the air come and take it away. And that is positioned as the, in some uh, cases like here, the evil one. You can call that Satan. You can call that anything that is bad, anything that wants to make sure that you do not get the word of God in your heart, 
that can be attributed there. What we're seeing here is in the Pharisees, a heart that will not receive what Jesus says. Okay. Now, can our hearts be hardened today? Absolutely. Absolutely. And there are many people walking around here and they have no interest in the truth. They want to do what they want to do. Um, and their hearts are hardened. And, and I'm convinced that we break up the ground by loving on people. Okay. We don't have to compromise what we believe. We don't have to, um, you know, we don't have to appease anyone. Okay. Uh, we can be Christ. Okay. That's why it's so important to study out how Christ uh, acted around people uh, so that we can go ahead and replicate that to the best of our ability. Okay. So that perhaps one day their heart will be soft enough to take on what God is putting out there. Okay. And they can come to know Christ and they could come to be born again and they can come to be saved. Okay. But I also want to take this application maybe a little bit further. Maybe for you and I that have a belief in a foundation, okay? Our heart is like a garden. In our life, there are areas of our life that we are sold out to Jesus for, and then sometimes there are areas of our life that we hold back, that we just want to keep for ourselves, that we don't want to let the truth in because then we have to change. Now, I don't know if I'm talking to you or not. I know at different er times of my life, this was kind of where I was at as well. And the problem is, is that God is always trying us, trying to get us to turn all of our hearts, right? Love him with all of our heart and all of our soul and all of our mind. So I believe, and you can write me and let me know what you think, but that this could also be applied to areas of our life where we will not allow God and his word and his truth to penetrate our hearts because we want to keep it for ourselves. Okay. And when the word of God can't get in there, what happens? The enemy comes and scoops it up, scoops what up, takes the word and, and runs with it. No, I believe it's, it's the, with, within every seed to use our, our uh, example from earlier, a seed is small, right? It's, it's, and scripture says a faith, the size of a mustard seed could move a mountain, right? A mustard seed is one of the smallest seeds builds a big, beautiful tree. So you could look at a seed as an opportunity, right? An opportunity that needs to be cultivated in good soil. God is looking to sow in his word because in his word, right? His word sets us free. His truth sets us free. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God and what faith can move mountains. So, so if you imagine a seed is an opportunity and we could have some good fruit in some areas to go to that type of analogy as well, what we bear fruit in our lives. But if there's areas of our life where that we are keeping from God, then we do not bear fruit in that area or we bear very little fruit in that area. And what we should pray for today is God break up the places in our heart that are hardened toward him. We should be praying for others 
whose hearts are hardened for him, uh, that we should uh, be able to be the love and, and be his hands because God doesn't want to see anybody um, not have him in their life. So, you know, our prayer is, is for ourselves. Our prayer is for others, uh, that we would be good fertile ground, which we'll get to in a few days, what that means, that we would be able to receive the word and what? Do something amazing with it, right? That's ultimately what we try to do here every day is we try to plant the seed of God's word into our hearts and then let that take root. And then once that takes root, what, what do we do? We go out, we apply it, and we let the fruit of what God is doing be, uh, be born for all to see. Amen? So that's my prayer for you today as we go into our day, is that you would allow God's word to penetrate deep into your heart, that you would also look toward others and see where you can be Jesus to them. And we pray for their hearts to be softened because God is wanting you to maximize this life. Earth is not just a waiting room for heaven, okay? We are meant to take his word, to run with it, and to change this generation for him. And we do that by having open hearts and open minds and not having our hearts hardened to what he wants to do in our life. Amen? So let's pray. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you that you bring us together to study these parables. As we go through the parable of the sower, Father God, I just pray that you just open our eyes and help us to understand where we are in all of these. That that these different soils, yes, they could be, mean not knowing you but for many of us we know you but we just we want to bear more fruit in our life so that the world can know that we are your disciples and so that you can be glorified through our lives so father as we are praying i ask that everybody within the sound of my voice just think of an area where maybe you haven't let god in and that they would just be bold enough to ask you today. Say, God, break up the soil of my heart. I want to receive your word. And I want to bear fruit for your kingdom in Jesus' mighty name. I'm Pastor J.D. Ambrosio with Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park, New York. Check us out, soh.church. You're listening to the 1% Christian. A hundred starts with one. Go out and do something for Christ's sake. I love you guys, and I will see you tomorrow.